Hello, my name is Stuart, and this is a reanimated podcast. Joining me this morning, as on many mornings, is the inimitable H.A. Conrad. Hello. Hello, hello. Where are you coming from today? I am coming from Brooklyn, but immediately coming from eating breakfast at my my local diner, which was awesome. Uh, delightful. I am fresh, not so fresh, from a late night uh, celebrating the wedding of some friends last night. And so I've had to resort to putting a little bit of Bailey's in my coffee this morning. That's just. Wow. That's like, that's some like college stuff there, man. Uh, No, in college, I never would have felt this rough after after just a (laughs) couple drinks. I I don't know. Maybe just some coconut water would help more. I don't know. Just, just saying, saying. Okay. Don't yuck my yum. Um, But hello and welcome back to reanimate. We are coming back to Australia today for Wormwood 2, uh, uh, colon apocalypse. Mm. And so uh, we will be getting to that shortly after we talk about uh, a couple. Well, none of this is like new news, but it's all new to me. And we, we've had a rough spring in terms of uh, podcast scheduling. And so there were a couple of things that, that slipped by, uh, such as, I think actually the Malnazidos movie the first thing in our show notes for news is new new yeah yeah. this is a well so there is a trailer for a spanish film set during the spanish civil war featuring nazi zombies everybody's favorite i thought uh, i think from the trailer that this looks like it has decent production value yeah it looked i mean the trailer looked pretty good so i'm gonna i'm looking forward to checking this out it's coming up real soon on netflix july 11th I assume it'll be probably available with subtitles and maybe dub. They tend to localize everything, don't they? Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I will say um, I, you and I had talked before because the, you know, Stranger Things uh, sort of this newest season, the, the episodes are like super long. Um, but since we last talked, I got into it and just finished up this whatever, you know, the rest of it's going to get released on July 1. So I assume by oh. July 11th, I will have time to watch this new thing now and I'll be looking for new stuff. But wait, explain this to me again. I haven't finished the five episodes of Stranger Things that were available. So that's ah, just like one so, chapter. Yeah. Apparently the rest of it's getting released on July 1st. Do you know why they did it that way? I don't. Um, but I will say I have enjoyed the heck out of this season. Um, and I think that they did a really, you know, to me, one of the best things about this this show is the relationships between the kids. And they haven't lost that. And that kind of continues to be, to me, this one of the strengths of the series. In addition to like the I mean, look, they get the timing off for certain things like, you know, like some music and th- some things don't quite mesh up where it's supposed to in the 80s. But I feel like they do a pretty good job um, at walking the line and then, you know, keeping it pretty creepy and then having the those sort of fun scenes, the the equivalent, you know, our 28 days later shopping mm-hmm. shop a grocery store scene is, you know, they, they kind of they have that kind of stuff going on. And I feel like um it looks really great. Like the camera work and everything is really great. So I'm excited to see the other, like other half. And there was a pretty big payoff, um, which I suspected, but I was really psyched that the payoff was what I thought it would be. <laughs> so, right. so yeah. So, so continue watching. I, you know, 
I have been enjoying it. <laughs> I do agree that the the relationships are so important to that show. And I kind of, it's, I'm getting to the point where I want to go back and watch the, I remember the season, first season really clearly. And I remember the mall season pretty well, but I feel like I need to, I need to go back and rewatch because there are some really loaded relationships now, uh, mostly with uh, the guy with his hair. Uh, I can't remember his name, but Steve. Yeah. Like he was kind of a, not a jerk in the first season, but like he's, he's gone full circle and he's just like the cool guy. Right. Um, yep. but like he, when he has a, shares a look with the, the newspaper reporter girl, yep. you're just like, there's so much going on there. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot with that. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I agree that it's, it's put it really well put together. I wish it had zombies in it. It certainly got horror. Um, it's the first episode was pretty, pretty freaky. Um, just not no zombies. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's horror. And like, look, if you're into the, the I don't know, maybe it's just that it speaks to me. It, it's got like a very Spielberg E.T. feel to me sometimes. And they definitely pull from a lot of very specific things. Um, and there are, you know, there's homages all over the place in this. Like you could just make a list of all the things that they're kind of like talking about. But um, I think they do a really great job and they definitely I mean, I would say this season they definitely have a pretty big budget and that's obvious. Um, but they do, like, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. And it's not, honestly, it's not just the kids, but like the adult relationships too are pretty cool. So, um, but I agree with you. I think I have to go back and rewatch a little bit because I certainly there's things I have forgotten about just sort of like the fine details of a couple of things. So, yeah. Um, but definitely love it. So I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to watch the rest uh, in, I guess this week. So July first. Oh, wow, man! I got to clear my clear my queue. I've got so much in front of me, uh, including all of us are dead being renewed for a second season. No idea when it's coming out, but the mm. Netflix did release that information. A little teaser trailer. No new footage, uh, but no. just saying all of us are dead too, and that's great. Uh, yeah. Speaking of like you know packing a, a queue with lots of things to watch, remember those episodes? There were like twelve of them, and each of them were an hour long. Well, yeah, and that's actually what the Stranger Things reminds me of. It's like yeah. okay, well, you know what? These are basically mini movies, each one. So it's kind of awesome. I don't know. I yeah. loved it. I mean, we we I think we agreed that it could have benefited from a little editing, yeah. a it bit, maybe trimmed it down to eight episodes. But um, yeah, that was so. I'm I'm excited that that's coming back, and I will keep watching for updates on when um and then finally i'm not sure how this got past me but there's a resident evil tv not tv netflix series coming out also in july uh what and and is it and i don't think it's related at all to raccoon city i don't think so either it doesn't look like it um and it doesn't sound like it um so i don't know we'll have to we'll have to see what they do with this but look there's a lot of potential there with like some of these storylines like uh, so we'll have to see what what it it is gonna be um so i don't know it's it's gonna be um i don't know like it's got it's got an interesting little crew that that are sort of uh signed on and i don't know this is like um I don't know that like, look, the, the franchise itself is really just not I, it's never been my favorite. So I think everybody who ever listens to our show knows that. Um, but I wonder what they're going to do with this 
Um, are they going to keep a canon? Are they going to make this like a side story? I think there's a lot of possibilities that you could ways to work this. Um, and, you know, one I feel like one of the things that they have to, the humps that they have to get over is that, you know, this was a video game that they then retrofitted into movies. Right. And you've got, there's been a couple of things that you've been able to do that with, but this specifically was really challenging. And I don't know, it's, we'll have to, we'll have to see what they do with this series. And, and I don't know, where do you have like feelings about it? Or are you like, cause you've been more of a fan of the, the movies themselves. I, I don't have really any expectations because for as much Resident Evil stuff that's come out, I, I don't feel like I've even consumed all. I certainly haven't seen, I feel like even all the Mia Jovic, Jovic, Jovic movies. Um, and, and I haven't played all the games. So <laughs> I think you might even have more uh, expertise there than I do. I, I'm just hoping that it's going to be entertaining and I, I hope it does well. It's about Albert Albert Wesker's daughter, I believe, is going to be the heroine of the story. So, so there's like two sisters in it, apparently. So it's going to be two timelines following the sisters and mm-hmm. they're Jade and Billy Wesker. And so and they are mo- they moved to New York. Sorry, not to New York. <laughs> Slip of the tongue there, people. Um, New Raccoon City. And so they are sort of the whole I think thing is that they're uncovering their their dad's like secrets and the fact um, that, uh, you know, whatever it is that they're uncovering and the two timelines, I think one is earlier and then one is later after the, like the virus has hit everything. So, um, I think they're keeping some of the monsters intact, but we'll have to see what happens, um, with the rest of the the storyline. Look, I think it has some, some potential and I am definitely willing to give it a chance and, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to see what they do with this. Um, and we will get to see that pretty soon in just a few weeks in July. Yeah. Um, but it's always great to see so many, you know, a couple promising projects coming out real yeah. soon. And I think we'll be talking about, we, there's a chance we'll be talking about both of those this summer. I will also admit uh, while we're, you know, in our, in our safe space here, I, I watched half of one of the Fear the Walking Dead episodes. Uh, I kind of just had it on. I was second screening it. Wow, it you, went, you went back to the well. I'm shocked. Oh, I still haven't hey, been able to bring myself to do this. I just said we weren't going to be reviewing it. And I, I, I think it was always, to me, implicit that I would watch it, but I don't think I want to talk about it anymore. Well, <laughs> and, I, think, and so far, I think we uh, could talk about it in a synopsis kind of a way. Yeah. I don't think I could do an episode by episode thing. No. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, not much to write home about there. I have been really enjoying Channing Powell's uh, Instagram feed, who is the showrunner for the new Tales of the Walking Dead. Mm. Um, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. She's just got she's got a unique perspective, and uh, that should be coming out soon too. I don't know what the date is for that, uh, but I think it's soon, August fourteenth. So we have a month and change. I, I'm excited to see those. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, and that, so I guess without further ado, it's just trying to delay it. So am I. I, I, guess. I am. I am. I am. But it's like, okay. Uh, all right. We're going to jump into it. What we're talking about today is War Mode Apocalypse, which is basically the follow-up to War Mode, which we reviewed last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, generally sequels are not very well done. Um for a variety of reasons. And I did have the, 
you know, one of the things we talked about last week is the fact that I do think that with the budget that they had and they put together like, you know, a crowdfund to basically make the last movie, I worried that some of those really positive things that they did with it would go missing in this in this sequel. Were you able to find what their budget was for this one? For this one, I wasn't. And I did look. I, I did look, but um, I couldn't find any specific number. Did you? I know it was less than 10 million because that's what they had to do their neck, Nectrotronica yeah. or whatever movie. And he was in an interview um, was saying like, oh, we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to do a movie by committee, which is how the, those studio movies work when there's so much money involved. So this one was less, but it was more than the crowdfund. So it was more, somewhere between 160,000 and 10 million. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah, land. A lot of I think that they probably got like a lot more money in this um, for this one specifically. But, you know, again, I uh, just couldn't find the, find what it actually was. Um, I will say that um, it you know, I, I like in like to be to be clear, I, I really do like um, what um, I like what Kia Roche Turner does with films um and i and i'm so there is definitely no criticism there um and i am definitely on board with whatever he wants to do and there were some really good things about this um but let's but let's get into it um i have a lot of criticisms too <laughs> i know i know they're coming um cast wise brook and barry are back in this movie and um, so they're, they're re- the same two actors reprising their roles which mm-hmm. is jay gallagher and Bianca Brady as Brooke and Barry. Uh, we also have Luke McKenzie come back again, which, you know, they came up with the very original <laughs> line that he was the identical twin of Jesus. the guy that they killed off the last, the last, uh, at least though he doesn't have the same personality as his twin brother um, yeah. because he, yeah, they definitely flesh him out and maybe they just like, like this actor and wanted to give him a chance to have a less one dimensional role. Yeah, maybe, but uh, I, couldn't quite tell if it was him uh, in the first few scenes, but um, I was I like, think he did gosh. a great job in this. I, I was I, like, gosh, this guy looks familiar. Is that yeah. the same dude? And then they came up with the, the twin and I'm like, oh, brother, really? OK, brother, Did literally. <laughs> uh, and then we have a couple of um, newcomers, Shantae. Well, no, well, it's great. Uh, Maxie played by Shantae Barnes Cohen mm-hmm. and her uh, sister, I guess. Yeah. Grace, who's played by Tazia Zalar. They're supposed to be Benny's nieces. That was also a little bit of a stretch because like, how did they connect with Benny's nieces or maybe yeah, they-, they didn't even, they didn't even really um, get into that stuff. Um, and I honestly once. don't, I don't know that they necessarily even needed that storyline because um, they could have just connected them, connected with them because for a variety of reasons, but I don't know that they necessarily needed that, but they kind of tried to draw that together, which I thought was weird. Um, they set but, up that like dynasty, you know, dynasty of, uh, yeah. of people, I guess. And, and they, I think had an interesting story and I've also, you know, looked at a couple interviews with Kia and he's talking about how Barry and Brooke in this movie kind of, go a little too dark, a little evil so that they're more, they're, they're less relatable, certainly by the end of the movie. And so he sees Maxie and Grace as taking over their sort of slot uh, in the story of heroism. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of an interesting vision 
for the storyline. And it's definitely true because Brooke from the beginning of this movie is like killing people. She's not supposed to fighting, yeah. fighting the good guys as it were. And so you can, you could tell right off the bat. Um, and then certainly Barry has uh, grown his beard longer. He looks taller in this movie. Is that possible? He did look taller in this movie and I couldn't figure out why. Um, I also thought it was kind of interesting that they pretty much changed the protagonist or the, what it follows. You're definitely seeing more, um, of the, the younger girls and uh, sorry, we, younger women, I suppose, and Reese and following more of their storylines than you are of, um, of our two here of, of Barry and Brooke from I mean, the last they're, film. They're barely, they're in the first scene. They're and barely they, in it. They basically come in in the third act uh, is yep. the, is the rest of their role. Uh, most of the movie is about uh, Reese. Yep. The captain's brother. And again, I think this guy does a good job. I think he's he's fun to watch on screen. And so is um, Shantae, who plays Maxie. I think they have good chemistry. They do. And I also think that I liked how they showed, um, they do do a lot to show sort of how he's surviving out there in this particular world and all the things he's built in um, to use the, the zombies to his advantage. Um, yeah, the compound so could have been more featured, I feel like. It could, and I feel like that was one of the more interesting things that they did about the film. Yeah. Um, and I will say that sort of in general, my criticisms of this film were a little bit similar to what they were of the other film, which is that, like the body horror, the like the the torture porn, that stuff, the medical yeah. torture stuff, uh, like they did it again in this to not not in quite the same way, but in the, it's it's a similar idea, and I just thought that that was like I would have rather found out a little bit more, and there's still a lot of like like black sort of a black hole about what this organization is this sort mm -hmm. of big bad organization is. And I think that's deliberate to some extent, but I didn't, it felt like I was hoping that they would expand a little bit more on this about why there is basically an organization with that already was anticipating all of this um, and seems to be a lot further advanced um, and ha holds a lot of power um, in a world that seems to have sort of just popped up overnight, you know? Yeah. So that was that in a situation that popped up overnight. And so that was a little bit, I don't know. I was a little bothered by that. Um, as far as yes, I mean, I, I agree with you and I'm I'm saying a yes and here, but I, I liked the fact that the in costuming and production design, they make all those soldiers look different. Each one of them has like a, a unique sort of a face mask, which is kind of how you recognize most of them because you don't see their yeah. faces except for the, the colonel. Uh, and each of them has like a, a different face mask. And I think that that's kind of cool. And it, they're they're not like really overtly different it's just that there's no uniformity which makes them seem less like an organization but then they have radios and there's i think still a hint that there are more of them out there in this film although it wasn't quite as pronounced as in the first yeah movie. yeah um and look i do think it's still like the cast i think was clearly having a lot of fun there's a lot of antics there's a lot of ridiculousness and over-the-top stuff and in that those things I really enjoyed. Um, but I just thought that sort of the where, and again, this was my criticism of the other film as well, but more so here, 
there just seemed to be like a lot of gratuitous, stupid, gory, violent things that were happening, especially when it got to like the military medical lab. Mm-hmm. And again, with the like evil doctor, whatever that weird guy's name was. And he was, again, strange. Uh, it played by and we talked about like how weird he looked before. Um, but Goran Klute, uh, who is the doctor? Well, he's the second one we meet. He's one, the one at the pill factory. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But no, Nick- I'm saying. Nick Boshier is the Surgeon General, and he has more of a role. Yeah, but the two of them are equally like creepy and like and they make it, you know, it's just like so over the top and and just a little bit. um, I don't know. I just felt like that stuff could have been honed in a way to make it more interesting. And I wasn't at all interested in that stuff. and some of it was also like, OK, we have a bigger budget now. We're going to go for bigger effects, especially noted at the end of the film when they do their big run for the, you know, to to infiltrate the bunker. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but I do like that they changed sort of the focus that you weren't just following the same people and it wasn't just sort of a repeat of the last film. I just think I would have liked to seen a little bit more of, of Barry and Brooke sort of involved more so than what they did, even if you could only do it. And maybe it was like filming schedule. Maybe they weren't available. Who knows? But like, I just thought that they could have been integrated into the story a little bit more. And I think that the promise of the last film was also that they were going to like kind of figure out what was happening and, you know, and, and they do that to some extent, but we just don't get the sort of payoff with the mystery, I guess. Yeah, it's like its own separate little encapsulated mystery in this in the story yeah, where yeah. where Reese is doing one thing. It turns out he's he thinks he's doing one thing. It turns out he's doing something else. Uh, and I thought that those were actually decently handled, if not, uh, you know, there was a bit of the um, Soylent Green moment there toward the end of the movie, too, uh, which so none of it's like super original, but it's still a fun watch. And um, I think that when I noticed they were spending that extra money. Yes, it was definitely the bunker scenes and um, they had more vehicles in this one. And like, it might've even been the same Toyota Hilux that, that Reese was driving from the first movie, but it looked a hundred percent different, right? It was like the armor was, was more solid. Um, and obviously his camp, his compound was, was where they spent some money too. Uh, but I thought that these were, I, I, I guess I was relieved that it didn't feel like 100% a different production. It There was enough carryover from the first to the second that they felt related. They just, it did feel just a little more honed, but not too polished. Um, yeah. Most of it was still shot outside, you know, like on these dirt roads. Uh, yeah, and, and it was fun. And I think they, they gave uh, Maxie an interesting enough storyline even though she kept getting like arrested or beat up, she was still just tough. And, uh, and I enjoyed her story. <laughs> yeah, it, was, just, it was fun. I don't know. I had a good time. It was, it was fun. I just thought, you know, the over, it, to me, it was more of like regret that like it could have been better. Um, like I just felt like they went too far over the top in certain instances and like the things that really made the other one worth watching again. And and maybe this is just like my distaste for the body horror and the medical horror. And that's definitely, they get clearly someone was excited about that, even with like the controlling, whatever that super 
controlled zombie thing was um they oh, get the a little cyborg more, zombie yeah the cyborg zombie that was like but you know i like it's fine and and i'm and i'm all good with people like if they want to play with the budget cool um but one of the things that i really liked in the prior film was like just sort of the ingenuity with the zombies although i will point out that the other film took like three and a half years to do. And this was done in six weeks because they had a bit of bigger budget and could move things along. But I do think that that care that was taken in the last film, you end up having to cut out a little bit of it, you know, like that. But they still do practical effects. And I thought those were very good. Um, and, you know, I, I overall, this this isn't the worst sequel I've ever seen. Um, and I do think, you know, I think they would probably do a third one if they got the green light for it. But I don't know if that's even happened. I didn't see anything about it. Did you? Yeah. He was in, in some interviews, Kia was saying like um, he's working on a a monster, another horror film where he was working toward one um, trying to get it together. Hmm. Like it was a monster picture. And if that didn't work, he said, I'm still writing Wormwood three. And he said like, if we could get a TV show, which that you know they tried to do before this movie yeah, came and it together, didn't work. Um, because yeah, it's expensive and he just couldn't. They, he and his brother just couldn't get what they were looking for to put it together. Even though they developed a teaser trailer for it, which I haven't watched, but um, he's he's just really he likes the world that he's built here, and he's like, I could I could work in this world forever. You know, like if somebody tells me I want you to make Wormwood TV set in Spain, he's like, no problem, I can I can get that going and write it forever. Uh, and so yeah. I think he's he likes what he's created. And I think that's awesome. Um, I, I Yeah, I, I would be interested to see where they would go with a third. Um, I think they probably do need to, like, break some boundaries that they've set for themselves and, and go a little bit bigger, but not absurd, you know. Yeah. And I mean, look, I'm also on board with him doing other projects. So if he decided that this wasn't the way to go, I'd be fine with that, too. And I am, you know, like. I am going to check out some of his other stuff. And I think he's got like some there. I think we talked about this. The There's a whole alien spider thing that's supposed to come out pretty soon, I think, or they're, they're filming it now. Um, alien spider thing in New York, like some kind of sting or something like that. It's called, but um, I'm, I'm all on board and I like like directors like this getting the budget and the recognition um, for this genre, especially. So I'm totally like, Whatever he wants to do next, I will watch it. <laughs> Wormwood or otherwise. Yeah. So. Maybe this, uh, maybe the spider thing you're describing is the one he was talking about. I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about it. I know he did neck tr- necrotronic. Did that, yeah. Um, but there was something, I think it was called like Sting. Um, like, uh, what is his? Because uh, he, he was talking about it in some interviews. Um Arachnophobia horror sting from Kia Roche Turner. Yeah. Um, so that is um I think that's supposed to be his next project. Um and that is I think it's made or it's in either made or like post-production or something. It's supposed to like premiere at Cannes. And um I'm really, you know, I'm not into like that that kind of stuff, but um Oh no, it's late 2022. They said it's going to start shooting. So I don't know who yeah. knows where it's going to end up, but I would definitely be into the, the watching whatever he does with this. It looks kind of cool. And the synopsis sounds kind of cool. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, I like the fact that he's he's a soup to nuts kind of um, director. You know, like yeah. he writes and he and he directs, and I think that gives that makes ensures that his vision is going to be like at least more represented. And it doesn't always work for everybody to do that, but I think that he's got a good handle on that. So that's fun. He does. And I also, you know, look like part of why I really like him and I like the, the especially these two projects is that he's been very, the, the practical effects and like the sort of that, that kind of um, uh, artistry um, that goes into some of those things. Like, and he even was talking about it with this new film is that they're going to do, you know, the monster or whatever it's going to be, is it, there's going to be like puppetry involved and things like that. And I think those things make something unique and cool in a way that CGI doesn't. And I think you can use CGI and he did in certain things, but I think it's more interesting when you don't. Um, and when you're still like kind of going back to these, these, uh, ways of doing things because, um, I don't know. It just has like a different feel to these kinds of, of films. And I think it's richer personally, but this also may, again, it's just my personal preference. Um, I know you don't always are always into the practical effects, but um, depending, you know, if they're more of the Raimi uh, variety, but I, I think it's, you know, to me, it's sort of like, um, and I'm a huge Jim Henson fan and, and all those kinds of things. So um, I just like that kind of, like if that's a part of a horror film I, i'm always on board with it mm -hmm. yeah um so i guess we kind of don't have a lot to say about this one without going through the the plot but i think i think the the jury is back in with their determination that this movie wasn't maybe the best but it definitely shows the same sort of promise that the first one did and so we'd be down for whatever this dude wants yeah. to do yeah, definitely. And I I mean, yeah, not, not zombie, but I would totally watch this Sting film whenever he comes out with it. Yeah. And if they bring back uh, Luke McKenzie in the third movie as the the triplet, then uh, I, whatever, will man. <laughs> I will love that. Well, maybe, you know, honestly, maybe it's like a, a Wes Anderson thing or, a, you mm -hmm. know, that they, he just keeps bringing people back that he likes to work with. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I also, you know, I, I do think that it was nice that the, the both these two productions for Wormwood happened in Australia, um, though I did see that I guess some Australians were upset because the first film, I think because of funding and whatever, it didn't get released in Australia until like after it had been released everywhere else. So for this uh -huh. one, they deliberately like waited and made sure that it got released in Australia first because uh, people were like, why don't we get to watch it? It was made here, you know, so Australia uh, has some weird um censorship stuff too though they do and there's like distribution things that you have to do it's just all very complicated but in any case um you know let's see what happens down the road i'm definitely a fan so thanks for listening we appreciate it if you feel like talking to us about wormwood apocalypse send us uh, an email reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com leave us a note on the Twitters, Reanimated PCAST is the handle, or you can leave a note on our website, reanimatedpodcast.com. And until next time, thanks for li listening and ciao. Alrighty. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.